Grace to you and peace in the name of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I've always been fascinated by the calling of Abraham, book of Genesis, that which we have in our Old Testament reading this morning. It fascinates me because prior to God's call for Abraham to leave his country and, and move to this new land that God is going to show him, we have no record that Abram had ever had any interactions with or, or knowledge of God before. And we don't know if, if God spoke to Abram audibly or if he came to him perhaps in a dream or if somehow he just made his words known to his mind or what. But somehow Abram became aware that God was calling him to pick up lock, stock, and barrel and move to a new country, a new place that he would show him. And all at the very tender age of 75 years old. And the part that intrigues me the most about this whole story is that the... Is, is, the author's record of what Abram did after Abram received his call from God. The, the author, the scribe, the, the secretary, we call him of Genesis, who we know to be Moses, simply wrote of Abram in response to God's call, these words, so Abram left. We're not informed that Abram wrestled in any way with this decision to heed God's call to take up and leave, to move to a new land. We aren't given any indication that, you know, Abram sat down and weighed the pros and the cons of, of moving before embarking on this very cumbersome journey. Nothing that was written would lead us to believe that Abram had ever heard from God before. And yet, in an instant, upon receiving this call from God to move, he does it. The scriptures simply say, so Abram left. I find that both amazing and amusing. I don't think, I don't know, if God told me to pick up and go to the land that I will show you, that I would be eager, ready, or even willing to go. Especially at the age of 75. Maybe when I was 20, I don't know. But Abram did it. And Abram didn't know near as much about God as I do. That's not bragging, that's just the truth. He didn't know about as much about God as you do. I don't know if he knew anything about Adam and Eve. 
Cain and Abel, or about Noah, because none of it had been written yet. I know that he didn't know about his future son Isaac, or his grandson Jacob, or his great-grandson Joseph. He didn't know anything about Moses, the Ten Commandments, or the Red Sea Crossing, anything about Daniel, or Samson, or David, or Elijah, or even Jesus. He didn't know anything about all those events and people, those events and people that inform our faith and that bear witness to the faithfulness of God to keep His promises. He didn't know anything about it because none of it had been written yet. And yet, Scripture says that Abram believed God. And notice this. Abram didn't just believe in God. He believed God. Believed Him to honor His word and to keep His covenant promises. And because Abram trusted in God to be faithful, God then considered Abram to be a righteous man. Though he was, in fact, a poor, miserable sinner, just like you and me. Based on Abram's faith, God credited Abram with his own righteousness. I'm always, always amazed at Abram's faith. Number one, because he really, he just didn't have that much reason to believe God. And number two, because it's much harder to believe God than it is to believe in God. You see, I, I have no problem believing in him. I have known him and loved him and followed him and believed in him as I was a little, little boy. There's not a shred of doubt in my mind that he exists or who he is. With every fiber of my being, I believe in the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. His existence and his identity causes me no amount of angst or anxiety or apprehension. And I'm pretty certain that's true for the most, if not all of you too. But you see, my struggles with God and my doubts and my anxieties in my walk of faith all revolve around my inability to believe Him. To take Him at His word. To trust that He is always going to follow through on all of His promises. You know, promises like, seek God's kingdom first, and everything else you need will be given to you as well. 
Or his promise, call upon me in your day of trouble and I will deliver you. Or he commands us to bring the whole tithe, the whole 10% back to him. And then he promises, and I will throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room to store it. Or this promise, which we all know. And we know that God works together all things into good to those who love God and are called according to His purposes. Really? All things? That's where my doubts and my spiritual wrestlings come from. Believing and trusting all that especially when I'm, when I'm in the midst of sorrow or illness or some kind of trouble. And my guess is that your wrestlings with God come from that exact same place. How in the world could Abram just pick up and leave? How could he just believe God? When he had no real record of any past acts to bolster God's faithfulness to him. I don't know. I really don't. But I do know why you and I should take God at his word and believe the promises that he has made to us. The reason being that we do have a record of God's past acts. We have a record of God's faithfulness to his people across the generations. Throughout the entire history of the Bible and beyond. From Abraham to Moses to David to Mary and so many more. But most of all, because we have the record of God's faithfulness to keep his covenant promises in the person and the work of his son Jesus. God promised Adam to one day send someone who would crush the head of Satan. And he promised Abram that through his descendants all of the world would be blessed. And he promised through his people Israel that he would send a king who would reign on the throne forever. And through Jeremiah, he promised to forgive us of our sins and to remember them no more. And all of those promises and so many more were fulfilled in and through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We can trust God to provide for all of our needs when we seek Him and honor Him first. Trust Him to help and deliver us in our day of trouble. Trust Him to watch over our life and keep us from all harm. And trust Him to credit us with Christ's righteousness and to give us everlasting life if we believe in Him 
because he has promised all those things to us. And he has proved himself to be 100% faithful to his promises. I pray that we may grow in our faith so as not only to believe in him as our God and as our Savior, but to believe him as faithful to his word also. To the extent that whatever he calls us to do, we simply do. For the sake of him who gave his son to die for us. For the sake of his son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.